0: Yeah, yeah, let's do that right now. Uh, Father, you know this young man and you know the things that are going on with him and Alan has a heart for him right now and we do too as we think about either the sickness that he's in or the drug state that he's in. Lord, he needs you. Whatever state he's in, we all need you. So I'm asking you, would you just put your hand on this situation right now, God? Because uh, there's a group of women praying for him I bet he never expected that, but, Lord, you did. And so I ask you now to take this prayer and apply it, Father. And, Lord, uh, more than his body, we would pray right now for his soul. I pray that there will be a day that we'll meet that young man in heaven and it will be a result of the women praying right now, that there will be someone that will touch his life, Father, with the knowledge of, of who you are. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do. Now it's over to you our hands off and just lifted to you and thanking you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, thank you, (coughs) Ellen. Kathy wanted me to tell you uh, something this morning that some of you will know and many of you will not possibly. Uh, She's dealing with a a spot in her breast that is malignant. And it is stage zero but it is that kind that is, is hopefully encapsulated but little pieces. I don't know exactly how to explain it to you. She is going to have surgery on January the 2nd and I would like for you to remember that date please and then also after that she's going to have radiation treatments is what we think right now. This is a kind of cancer that is very often, most often cured and uh, chance that it is there collected and and can be taken care of but uh, we want you to pray about that and at the same time remembering that there are a lot of little children and grandchildren in that family and they're not talking about it to those children so what Kathy is asking I think is just that she knows that this is her family here that you are and she would like for you to pray for her she is not at all afraid she had three days to deal with it just like Jesus, three days, and then the resurrection. And that's kind of how it was for her, too. And she's not at all afraid. However, I don't think she'll mind one bit if we pray for her. So will you please do that and remember her. And don't forget, all right, And the, the things that she has coming up. Lots of family support there. That's good. But we always, always want our sisters in Jesus to pray for us. So, okay? Yes. Mary is having, okay, Mary called me a couple of days ago and said she, that it had been canceled and that she would see me this morning, but she's not here. So is it back on again? Okay, so it might be back on again. So those three, were gone. she told me last week she would be gone for that a liver biopsy, okay. And yes, Mary's very worried about that. Of course she is. So we need to pray uh, for good results there, and also that God will give her peace. Gosh, what happens in my head is so often so much worse than what happens in my body, and I'm so aggravated about that. It's not the way it's supposed to be, but we have to deal with those things, don't we? All right. (coughs) All right. So here we go. Are you ready? Shift gears with me. Saul was already miserable. He was king. And he was finding it a miserable position. And it was going to take his sanity, literally. It's going to do that. Uh, My daddy used to talk about playing king of the mountain. Has anybody ever heard of that? (coughs) And they would find a big pile of something, and all the boys would try to pull each other off. And the whole thing was take down the person on the top and put yourself up there. That was what they did. I want to tell you something. The top is not a place of peace. You know that, don't you? got that figured out be careful about what you think you want don't seek position don't go looking for it if you have it make sure it's because god gave it to you and ordained you for that and understand in god's eyes there are no bigger little positions there are just ordained positions work for him that he has picked you out to do poor old saul Because once he tasted power and position, he held on to it with a death grip. And he lost everything serene in his life trying to keep it. Is there anybody here that (coughs) wish you were the president of the United States of America? (coughs) No. How, How about a senator? No. No, I don't think. I can remember when we used to say, honey, maybe you'll grow up and be president one day. And now we look at that with big eyes and think, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Could there possibly be enough appeal in that job to make up for the lack of peace that is there? My question to you this morning is one that only a Christian could really understand. Here's my question to you Would you rather be a king or a shepherd? Nobody admires shepherds except God. Except God. And you know what happened. Suddenly the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill to men. He was doing a show for shepherds, their own private showing of glory. It was amazing. The curtains of heaven just pulled back, and then there was this multitude. He got, they got to look up into heaven because there every part of the sky was angels crowding each other, singing in perfect pitch, rejoicing because now the Prince of Peace had come. And they were saying, Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Peace on earth. Uh, where is it? What is it? I, it isn't the absence of war. We're, we're living in a world where there's very little peace anywhere, and where there's hatred, and there's so much terror. And unfortunately, so much moral impurity invading little children's minds at an age. Oh, guys, they shouldn't be thinking about sex. They should be playing with the dolls and toy trucks. But we've given them no choice. We've dumped a load into their little brains when they are five years old. from what they see and what they hear. And, and in Islam nations, young people are being taught to hate and fight and kill. But I'm thinking by the amount of violence that we see on TV every night, And then the news afterwards, apparently, we're not doing much better. What are we producing? So where is this peace that the angels declared with such great joy? Well, gals, you know, don't you? We find it in only one place in this crazy world. And if you're going to find it, it's really better if you have a shepherd's heart. Shepherds were the ones that God chose to first look upon the Messiah. Their eyes saw first. They were brought near to God. I think that should be the very definition of the word peace. How about that for a good definition? Near to God. Yeah. Hey, he knows that because he said to us, Jesus says, Come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you, what did he say? Rest. Don't you equate that with peace, don't you? So here we are. Near to God is peace, only a shepherd's heart. People that seek after a position, they aren't usually looking for a Messiah. You know, those Jewish leaders didn't want anything to change the position of importance that they have. And so they didn't even want to look for a Messiah. And they didn't have love, not for the people that they were supposed to be serving. They didn't. And they didn't know peace either, did they? They didn't even know that they were supposed to seek it like we're told to do but there is a place of peace and I know where it is because I get there and you do too it's at the very throne of God it's at the feet of God there is peace and when these things come that just tear up our lives at some point we finally get down and we get to the throne of God and there we find peace and we have to learn something and I hope you've learned it don't worry when you get there. Stay long, stay a while, stay long enough to finally get a picture of the throne of God. I'm telling you, this is good. I'm telling you, good stuff right now. If you can, first before you even start to pray, oh God, oh God, just begin to picture the throne of God. Get that vision in your heart and your mind. Begin to embrace Him and envision the light. Revelation describes the throne of God so very beautifully. And I hope that you've read it and will go and read it again because, guys, it is Shekinah glory and it's light and it's color and it's brilliance and it's warmth and it's love. That's what it is. There's no face for us to look at. There is just Shekinah glory. And the people there worshiping before the throne, the angels and the people who have gone on, they can't contain their joy. Praise just burst out of their mouth and they're just saying, Holy, 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 those angels can't shut up. It's so beautiful, they can't shut up. And there is a place of peace and there's a place of joy. We're supposed to taste it here. This is our great privilege. We can come to the throne of God in prayer. The scripture says it, come boldly before the throne of grace and find mercy and find peace. See, I I think something you might find a little weird, but I really think this. I believe that night the shepherds experienced what it was like to be before the throne of God. They got to see it here on earth because that sky grew, opened up and was filled with all that light. And it said the glory of the Lord shone all around them. Well, what do you think? how that happened? Like the very throne of God. And here came those booming words, peace on earth, goodwill to men. And what did those shepherds do? They fell, just like in heaven. Just like in heaven. But I'm telling you what, we can fall here we can get so close to God in prayer. We can spend enough time that we can fall. And the glory will just be on us and in us and then then we can really really pray. We are just that blessed bless. God says, "Come our prayers would not be shallow. They would not be selfish if we first got ourselves into the presence and the Holy Spirit revealed its glory into our eyes and into our hearts, then we wouldn't be praying shallow prayers." We would be reveling in his presence. And after we finally finish worshiping, there might be some time left to ask for the desires of your heart. But you know what will happen? Lo and behold, the desires of your heart would be just like the desires of God's heart. They'd match. They would match. And there is where we find peace. Do you think it's possible to pray like that? Oh, guys, it's his plan. It's his plan. David knew. He worshiped. You know, he'd often start his psalms w- with with groaning, but he couldn't help but end with praise. He just couldn't be before God without ending with praise. Poor Saul. He's not going to have any peace that we're going to find through our study of him because his world is filled with striving. Self, me, he'll call on the Lord only when he's in desperate need. We live in a striving society, scrambling to the top, This is what we see around us, stepping on anybody on the way up, putting others down. It's the new norm. Find as many bad things as you can. Play out the hatred. In the media every day, uh, our, our poor children won't even know there's another way to live, never understanding that peace comes in loving your fellow man. I want you to make a connection. They'll never know peace on earth. Goodwill to men. Do you see how extremely important the tie is between those two phrases? To have peace on earth, you need goodwill toward men. To have peace, you need love in your heart for other people. You get hatred, you get anger. What happens to your peace? Gone, right? Tied together, the shepherds heard it, the angels spoke it. Goodwill to men. I'm going (laughs) to... It's Christmas, so we need a story, all right, to close with. And I want to tell you the story that I told you before a few years back, and several of you asked me for copies of it because it mattered so much. And I don't care if you read it again last year. You need to hear it again this morning because this is about a family that knew what it was to have a shepherd's heart, to have love for their fellow man, a simple, loving, contented family. And here it is. I bet you remember. I hope you do. I'll never forget Christmas, 1946. I was 14. My little sister, O.C., was 12, and my older sister, darling, 16. And we lived at home with our mother. And the four of us knew what it was to do without many things. My dad had died five years before, leaving mom with seven kids to raise and no money. Two older sisters married. Two brothers left home. A month before Christmas, the pastor announced that a special offering would be taken to help a poor family. Oh, he asked everybody to save and give sacrificially. And when we got home, we talked about, now what can we do? And we decided we'll buy 50 pounds of potatoes and we'll live on them for a month. This would allow us to save $20 in grocery money for the offering. And if we kept our lights turned out as much as possible and didn't listen to the radio, we'd save money on the electric bill. Darlene got as many houses to clean as she could, and both of us babysit for anyone who would would let us. For 15 cents, we could buy enough of those cotton loops to make potholders and sell them three for a dollar. That month was the best month of our lives. Every day we counted the money to see how much we'd saved. At night, we'd sit in the dark and talk about how happy the poor family was going to be. We had about 80 people in our church, so we figured the church offering would surely be 20 times what we could raise. Every Sunday, the pastor did remind them that they needed to make a sacrificial offering. The day before the offering was to be collected, O.C. and I walked to the grocery store and got the manager to give us three crisp $20 bills and one $10 bills, for our change and we ran all the way home to show mom and darling we had never seen that much money before that night we were so excited we couldn't sleep we didn't care about toys or new clothes we had 70 dollars collected for the sacrificial offering and we could not wait to get to church sunday morning rain was boring We didn't own an umbrella, and the church was over a mile from our home. But it didn't seem to matter how wet we got. Darlene had cardboard in her shoes to fill the holes, and it came apart and her feet got wet. But we sat in church proudly. I heard some teens talking about the Smith girls having on their old dresses. I looked at their new clothes, but boy, I felt rich that morning. When the sacrificial offering was taken, we were sitting on the second row from the front. Mom put in the 10, and each of us kids put in a 20. As we walked home from church, we sang all the way. At lunch, Mom had a surprise for us. She had found a dozen eggs to go with our fried potatoes. Late that afternoon, (coughs) the minister drove up in his car. Mom went to the door and talked with him for a moment and then came back with an envelope in her hand. We asked what it was, but she didn't say a word. She opened the envelope and out fell a bunch of money, Three crisp $20 bills, one $10 bills, and 17 $1 bills. Mom put the money back in the envelope. We didn't talk. We just sat and stared at the floor. We'd gone from feeling like millionaires to feel like poor folk. I, I knew we didn't have a lot of things that other people had, but I never thought we were poor. That day, I found out we were. The minister had brought us the money from the poor family, so we must be poor, didn't like being poor i looked at my dress and worn out shoes and i felt ashamed i didn't even want to go back to church everybody there apparently knew that we were poor i thought about school i was in the ninth grade and i was in the top of my class of over 100 students but i wondered if those kids knew i was poor and i decided that i'd quit school since i had finished the eighth grade we sat in silence a long time and we went to bed all week long nobody talked very much Finally, on Saturday, Mom asked us what we want to do with the money, and we didn't know what a what poor people do with money. We didn't want to go to church on Sunday. Mom said we had to. We didn't talk on the way. Mom started to sing, but no one joined, and she stopped. At church, we had a missionary speaker. He talked about how churches in Africa made buildings out of sun-dried bricks, but they needed money to buy six roofs, and he said $100 would put a roof on a church. The minister said, can't we all sacrifice to help these poor people? We looked at each other and smiled at the first, time, the first time for a week. Mama reached into her purse and pulled out the envelope. She passed it to Darlene, and Darlene gave it to me, and I handed it to Osi, and Osi put it in the offering. When the offering was counted, the minister announced that it was a little over $100. The missionary was excited. He hadn't expected such a large offering from our church. He said, You must have some very rich people in this church suddenly it struck us we gave 87 of that little over a hundred we were the rich family in church hadn't the missionary said so you know from that day i've never been poor again peace love goodwill to men makes poor shepherds feel like kings what brings peace to you and me where do you find peace in this chaos how about how about right here this morning how about this among other grateful delighted believers in the son of God here we are me and you together celebrating a little Christmas before Christmas thinking how God opened up heaven and poured it out all over us just like he did those shepherds he gave us Jesus his own son a savior Christ the Lord peace on earth so let me ask you to do something this season and I bet you already are but make a place for peace gather your family in the quietness of a living room. Can you do that? And open the good book. And you may have family members who won't appreciate it. Ask God to prepare their hearts and quiet their striving spirits and let them hear the words that changed your life eternally. Peace on earth, good will toward men. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Worth repeating? What a story. All right. Thank you. All right we'll take a moment for some prayer here together we've already mentioned several that we're going to be praying for right but it's